glad to have you all back. My name is Amanda and I'm here with my very lovely mother. Hi, I'm Jeanette. And today we are going to do everything to know about Nine Dragons, which mm -hmm. is the main, I would say, restaurant in the China Pavilion in Epcot. So if you do not know, on February 10th this year is the Lunar New Year. So the Lunar New Year will be the Year of the Dragons. So I felt like how fitting of it to do a podcast episode literally mm -hmm. on Nine Dragons. <laughs> so I thought that would be kind of fun. All right. So the Disney description of Nine Dragons is that it is pan-Chinese cuisine. And this is from their actual website. Delight in Cantonese, Mongolian, Sejuan, Hunan, and Qingxi style specialties under the soft glow of Chinese lamps. Greeted by a stunning glass etching of two dragons chasing a glowing pearl, diners can feast on such favorites as honey sesame chicken, peppery shrimp, and fried rice. Request a table by one of the windows for a sweeping view of the World Showcase Lagoon Promenade. Pair your meal with such refreshments as fruit slushies and iced teas. Guests ages 21 and over can enjoy wine, beer, and other specialty cocktails such as the South Sea Breeze or Jade Beauty. It's funny because I thought I, I thought it was fun that it said that to enjoy the, the sweeping view of the World Showcase Lagoon Promenade because yeah, you're not on the lagoon. <laughs> if you sit by the windows, you will just see the walkway. I don't even think you can really see the lagoon at and all. And I've sat by the windows and the sun was in my eyes the whole time. Yeah. So, so I would rather request is. sitting inside the restaurant to get the actual atmosphere. Yeah. All right. So some little bit of fun history. Mm. The name comes from the nine crystal dragon sculptures that adorn the walls. The dragons come from a New York studio called Li Lu, where glass artist Loretta Yang and Chang Yi create works of art based on the process of lost wax casting. This technique is used in sculptures dates back to the Han dynasty, who used to use a something similar to produce multicolored glass sculptures. Mm. The Imagineers selected nine crystal dragons sculptures and a special display boxes were created with gold leaf and glass cubes allowing the sculptures to gleam and glisten. The dragon motif also continues in the lobby where there is a mural of a dragon chasing a pearl. This depiction is actually meant to symbolize a never-ending quest for knowledge, wisdom, and the pursuit of a better life for all. I love that. And in general, dragon symbolism is just a really big thing within Chinese culture. It is the fifth animal in the Chinese zodiac and the only mythical creature. The dragon represents good luck, strength, health, and also the male element of yang. It is also a symbol representing imperial power and authority since it has historically been associated with the Chinese emperor. The personality traits of people born in the year of the dragon are charismatic, intelligent, confident, powerful, and they are naturally lucky and gifted. Mm. So I actually don't really know anyone in my personal life born in the year of the dragon. No. <laughs> so if I think back, don't know anyone being born, although I don't even think I know anyone. Oh, I know one. My cousin is currently pregnant, so her son will be born in April. So mm. he'll be the year of the dragon, which that'll be kind of exciting. All right. So Nine Dragons is open for lunch and dinner. It's lunch lunch hours is 12 p.m. to 2.55 p.m. and its dinner is 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. I thought that was funny that there's five minutes. Five minutes break dinner. in between. So <laughs> I'm sure there really is no break for the yes. workers. It's just, you know, flowing. Right, flowing. I just thought that was kind of funny. All right. The meal pricing for both lunch and dinner is $15 to $34.99 per adults. And for the dining plans and discounts, it will be one dining credit per person for both lunch and dinner. Like if you go for either for lunch or for dinner, it's one dining credit per person. And annual pass holders do get a 10% discount. And I'm pretty sure DVC members can also mm, get a 10% so, yeah. discount as well. However, DVC discounts aren't advertised as widely just on like the World Wide Web. You have to be a DVC member and then go into like the DVC member discounts to figure out what you get discounts on. It won't be on like the websites. So, all right, let's go to the menu. This is the best part. I feel like this guy, I'm worried. This is going to be a short mm. podcast. Oh, We're almost done. <laughs> all 
<laughs> All right, so there is only one menu for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's the same menu for lunch and dinner, so that kind of makes it convenient. That's why I say it's that funny that really they have, have a break because lunch and dinner is the same. The yeah. same. All right, so for appetizers and more, and the menu is not very big actually. When I was looking at the menu, so no, it's a pretty small. Not menu. a big selection. And comparison, That's like every Disney restaurant, though. Yeah, well, some other menus do have much larger menus, mm-hmm. but this one's very like short and sweet and to the point. Mm-hmm. So we got our vegetable spring rolls, our Szechuan chicken dumplings, our house hot and sour soup, our chicken pot stickers, crispy duck bayou buns and side of vegetable egg fried rice so all of these items range between 525 to 13 or sorry to 15 which is the crispy duck bayou buns we've had a lot of these foods mm-hmm. i've had the spring rolls i've had the egg fried rice my mom's had the pot stickers i'm sure in the mm-hmm. past i wish they had a bio bun for vegetarians vegetarians yeah i'm surprised they haven't added that at this point but yeah but that's their appetizers for their entree oh so which, which appetizer would you get oh i always love the the dumplings yeah the pot stickers mm-hmm. or would you get the szechuan chicken dumplings sometimes i've got those but i like the regular pot stickers just better pot stickers yeah mm-hmm. i would just get the spring rolls of course so all right and then for entrees there's only a handful of entrees mm-hmm. honestly we have the crispy duck fried rice the canton pepper beef the honey sesame chicken the spicy honey crispy chicken the kung pao duo which is chicken and shrimp with peanuts the spicy mala happy family which is beef chicken shrimp and vegetables salt and pepper shrimp kowloon spare ribs and a vegetable and tofu stir fry mm-hmm. so these all range in price from 20 dollars from the stir fry like the vegetable tofu stir fry to 30 dollars which is the Kowloon spare ribs. Mm. So and those I are the know. best. That's what I get. That's what you get mm-hmm. is the spare ribs. Yes. What do they taste like? What's on them? They're good. They're not like very, very, very sticky. They just have that like, just that nice coating on them. Yeah. I really like them. Yeah. I was They're good. Say, They're yeah, very I tender. Very them. good. They're worth the money. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wish they did have more vegetarian options mm-hmm. on their overall menu. I feel like in the past they didn't have any vegetarian options. And I think I made things vegetarian when I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I wish they had a few more options because they really only have like three options on this menu for vegetarians. All right. And then for the kids entrees we have honey chicken nuggets sweet and sour shrimp with lo mein noodles and kids deluxe which is shrimp chicken carrots broccoli and vegetable egg fried rice again overall a very asian type of mm-hmm. menu there's not a lot of american food at all on this menu no. so i definitely make sure you look into it and make sure your family's happy to eat here if you do choose to eat here when you were kids we used to get the sweet and sour chicken and tell them to leave the sauce on the side yeah because so it was chicken, just fried chicken, chicken nuggets <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then for desserts, we have the strawberry red bean ice cream and the caramel ginger ice cream. So those are the two things, both for four twenty-five. I'll say I haven't had either of these. No, we never have. We never have dessert in the, in the restaurants in the park. Yeah. So then they do have an assortment of soft drinks, basically all the soft drinks you would like, want, a lots of different teas. They have non-alcoholic specials, which is all slushies: a strawberry slushie, a mango slushie, and a shangri lost slushie, which is just strawberry and a mango blend, which is kind of funny. I'm surprised they don't have bubble tea in the restaurants, but they don't. You can only mm. get it outside of the restaurant. They have like that little quick service little quick at the service. Lotus Blossom Cafe. That's where you can get the bubble tea. And also during the festival, sometimes the festival booths will have some kind of bubble tea. That well, you can like get. I said, I also um, I'm surprised that they have not added anything to the menu because that menu has been that menu for the last how many yeah, years? Very, Twenty years. Yeah, very. They basic. have not changed that menu. Yeah. All right. So some specialty cocktails and beer. I'm just going through them since this this is it, guys. This is a very short. I didn't realize how short this was going to be. But we got the Baijiu Mo, which is Baijiu Spirit Peach schnapps mango and orange juices and sparkling water mm-hmm. they have a ginger zinger <laughs> which is light rum ginger liqueur and lemon lime soda they have the jade beauty which is vodka honey dew melon liqueur pineapple juice and lemon lime soda that one actually sounds pretty good yeah they do sound good when you when you put them yeah. out there a lychee blossom which is lychee liqueur sparkling wine and rose syrup that one also sounds good the south sea dream which is citrus vodka triple sec and guava juice also sounds good and also a dra- dragon blossom draft beer and a saying sao beer as well. And they also do have some wines too. And looking at the wines, they don't sound as interesting. So I'm not going to read through mm. the wines because wine is wine. 
know, you just kind of have to know like what blend it is. I think the beer is Qingdao. Daddy knows how to say it because he always gets the beer oh, when he goes there. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't speak Chinese, unfortunately. Right. So sorry mm-hmm. if I mispronounced anything. But that's kind of the, the main gist of Nine Dragons. I will say it's very easy to get reservations for Nine Dragons. It's definitely one of well, the, the yes, not because, as popular Well, yes, because like I said, it has a very, yeah, it's not the most popular because it has not changed its menu in 20 years. And like yeah. you said, the kids, if people have kids, if they you cannot figure out how to get them Chinese food, if they don't like Chinese food, you're not going there. Yeah. Um, I have to say, though, I love it for the atmosphere, too. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. The, the service, the people. Why don't you describe what it looks like when you're inside? Uh, well, inside, it just looks like a Chinese room. They have mm-hmm. the Chinese furniture, which I love. It's all the Chinese Chippendale look mm-hmm. at the tables. All the chairs are the Chippendale chairs. The women, you know, they are the Chinese women who are serving you. They are dressed in Chinese, you know, dresses. They have that whole air about them. They used to love when you used to come in. They used to smile at you all the time because you were Chinese. They just, I just feel like every time you go in there, it's very relaxing, very good. I love it. It's one of my favorite restaurants in Epcot. I know yours is the Italian, Tutto Italia. To me, Nine Dragons is my favorite oh, restaurant. that's your absolute favorite? Yeah, that's I will my say f- Nine Dragons is probably my second or third mm-hmm. favorite, I would That's say. my favorite restaurant in Epcot. I would say it's probably number one for atmosphere, though. Mm-hmm. Like, Because oh, I, I love Tutto Italia for the food, but the atmosphere is great, but it's not my favorite. Yeah, it's okay. But I'd say yeah. for atmosphere, definitely Nine Dragons is my yes. favorite. And I would say for atmosphere, I would say also the Japanese restaurant, too, just because I love yes. the Asian beautiful vibe. Yes, Japanese restaurant, yeah. I have to say, we did like it when we went, but that mm-hmm. talk about a limited menu because we're not sushi eaters, we're not yeah. Japanese food eaters. I feel like people like the Japanese restaurant over Nine Dragons because they do have the hibachi and the sushi. Yes. And I feel like sushi in general is just so popular. Yes. People love their sushi and everyone loves hibachi. It's like such an you mm-hmm. know entertainment when you're eating hibachi. Mm-hmm. So lots of people love hibachi. So I think if you're going to eat Asian food in Epcot, I think a lot of people do tend to lean towards the Japanese restaurant. I think if Nine the Dragons. Chinese restaurant added tofu dishes and different vegetarian dishes to their menu, yeah. I think they would draw in a bigger crowd. Yeah, I think they definitely could. Or if they had one or two more, I would say, Americanized, Americanized options, especially options. for kids specifically, mm-hmm. so you can get something a little bit more plain Right, because kids. especially if you're in a group or in a family, not everybody is going to eat all that yeah, food. Yeah, like lots of kids definitely don't like to I eat I mean, we, like we run into that even and when, I've, when I've we look. I've heard, too, that people who are gluten-free have a hard time yes. eating here as well because mm-hmm. a lot of the, the flowers that they fry everything in have yes. some kind of flour again gluten. in it, so it has gluten in it. Mm-hmm. So I know a few people have said that even though you can get a rice dish, of course, that's like all you can get is like a rice dish if you're gluten-free or if, or if you have allergies. So, right. so that's that kind of knocks out a lot yeah. of people. That's why you can always get a reservation there or walk in and get yeah. a table. It's not always so crowded. I, say, I could not find out who owns Nine Dragons. Hmm. Disney does not own and operate Nine Dragons themselves. That was no. all I was able to find, but I couldn't figure out who exactly owns and hmm. operates it because some of the other restaurants, there's a couple of them are owned and operated by like the same company, but then other ones that you can't find any information on. So I couldn't find anything. On it's owned, owned by somebody in China. Yeah. So if you happen to know who owns and operates hmm. this restaurant, like let us know. I would love to know who's, who's running this restaurant because I wonder if it is someone in China, you know, like um, maybe that's why they're not updating it. They just yeah. kind of like the traditionalism of that. It's been mm-hmm. the same for forever. We're just going to keep it the same. Like no need to modernize it. No need to change it or anything like that. Right. So I'd be curious to see yeah, who's actually owning and operating it. It's, again, it's still a successful restaurant. It's just definitely, I would say, one of the lesser busy ones in right. comparison not as to busy the other as ones. some of the other ones. Especially too, again, there's no characters here either. So it's not like there's any big No, it's not going to pull in people with characters. If they did character dining, I think it definitely would pull in more people. Like if they pull, if they had mm-hmm. like Mulan here and Mushu here. Which is funny because their fast food place is always packed. Yeah. They always, their tables, always there's always somebody cream. buying yeah. food and sitting at their tables. It's mm-hmm. not like you walk by there. Because people like Asian food because mm-hmm. it's all good. I mean, like I love Chinese food. But I think when you're days. doing fast food, it's less of a, an investment if you want to eat fast food and then somebody else can go. It's not like you've gone out to get bubble tea and come back when I've gotten my Asian food and, you know. Yeah, wait, I just realized something. They have vegetable spring rolls on the main menu, but they don't serve vegetable spring rolls on the on Lotus Blossom Cafe. They only have the pork egg rolls yes. out there, mm-hmm. which I'm just realizing this because that's why I tend to get a bubble tea and not an egg roll right. or a spring roll because there's no vegetable 
sprinkles. But yet in the restaurant, and yet in the restaurant, because during the festival in December, during the festival of the holidays, they had a festival booth that had the vegetable sprinkles. And let me tell you, everyone online was getting the vegetable Vegetable sprinkles because they were really good. And again, a lot of people can eat a vegetable spring roll. Also, in a general sense, a lot of people just don't eat pork. I know, like Mm -hmm. I know, there's lots of people who just don't like to eat pork. Like they eat only chicken or something like that. Right. So I'm surprised that the vegetable sprinkles clearly exist in Uh this park. Why not put them in Lotus Blossom Cafe? And why if you're in there, like clearly they do not share a kitchen, I guess, even though you think that they do since they're right next door to I don't think so. I think they're cooking the stuff for the Lotus Blossom right behind where you are. That's what I'm saying. It's like you, that's what I'm saying. You think they share a kitchen, but I guess they don't because they're serving different stuff in in both of these places. But I also say that those menus have not changed in 20 years. I mean, we've been going there for 20 years, 20, more than 20 years, and they have not changed the menus. Yeah, but they need to put that vegetable spring roll (laughs) on Lotus Blossom Cafe's menu because I would love that to have that as a snack. I wonder if we, I wonder if we went to Nine Dragons and said to them, I'm a vegetarian. I need a vegetarian (laughs) spring roll. Can you go inside and get me one? I feel like they would not do that. I feel like those cute girls in the front room just look at you like you're crazy being like, are you kidding me? We don't do that. We we can't accommodate like that here. So that's so funny though. But but that's kind of all I could really find on Nine Dragons. There wasn't really a whole lot about the It's a shame because that's one of my favorite places to go. The biggest thing was just about the the dragon sculptures. I was going to, I originally had descriptions of the dragon sculptures, but it's very hard to just describe Describe sculptures. I'm not really good at being descriptive like that. But I think that's all lends to the whole feel of the restaurant. So I I definitely recommend looking up what the sculptures look like because there's lots of websites that have just like photos on them. Um, they do yes. look really nice, but and I thought that was interesting. That's why they named it yeah. Nine Dragons. Based it's a very off, beautiful like, restaurant. It really is. Yeah, I wasn't sure if there's some other kind of symbolism for Nine Dragons, mm-hmm. but the, it was just because of the the art that they p- picked for like the decor of the yeah. restaurant. There so. are some windows that do face the lake. Yeah, there are. Yeah, yeah, there are well, some. Said, one yeah, or two you, you that do walk, face like, the yeah, lake, right? People, if you want to see the whole, a little bit. Yeah, so. Seven Seas Lagoon. Like I said, we sat there one time and I had the sun in my eyes the whole time, so that wasn't very good. I would rather sit in the middle of the restaurant to just take in the whole atmosphere. I have to say, it is a very good restaurant. It's a shame that. Doesn't have more a, a more extended menu, but it is a very good restaurant. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's transition into a little bit of Disney news. So first, I'm going to start with what's new on Disney Plus for February, since this is our first episode in February. I did not do this for January, so I apologize about that. Just honestly, totally forgot to even think about it when we came back from the new year. And so uh, yeah, so we're, we're starting fresh with with February. So a few things. There's actually not that much that is new to Disney Plus in February. I wonder if it's just because it's a short month, only by like a couple days, but still, there's not mm. that much in February. But yeah, all right. So our big releases we have. Genius MLK X, which is a series a series following both the King and X from their formative years, where they are molded by strong fathers and traumatic injustices to their rich parallel stories as they shaped their identities and became the change they wished to see in the world. Looks like a very interesting limited series, both about Martin Luther King Jr. and mm. Malcolm X. So looking forward to seeing that. The Marvels is also coming to Disney Plus. Everyone says the Marvels kind of flopped in the box office when it came out back in like November or something like that. Mm. So it didn't do very well in the box office, but again sometimes things aren't doing well in the box office and then have a big revival on Disney Plus. So I'd be interested to see if it does well on Disney Plus. I did not go see the Marvels in theater either. I feel like I'm having a really hard time keeping up with Marvel in a general sense. There are now so many TV shows and movies from Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I just can't keep up. It's mm-hmm. just like too much. And I feel like that's how a lot of people are feeling that it's like once you feel like you've fallen behind, there's just no chance for you to catch, catch up. up. So you just kind of stop watching, you fall off the boat. So sad times. However, have not fallen off the boat with Star Wars The Bad Batch <laughs> season three, which is the final 
final season for The Bad Batch. I'm sad that The Bad Batch is only going to be three seasons. I'm curious to see it as well because I feel like they could have continued the story further if they wanted to into like further seasons is what I mean. But I wonder if they're going to wrap up the storyline just within season three, like it's going to come to a natural close. So I'm curious to see that. However, I do know they did write season three knowing it was going to be the final Last season. One. So at least like I think it will wrap up we'll to a nice an close ending. rather than some TV shows that they don't know if they're going to be renewed or not. And then it just has no ending. <laughs> so but yeah, but excited for the Star Wars The Bad Batch. Up next we have, I'm going to apologize because I think I am going to say this wrong, but it's called Iwaju. Iwaju is an original animated series set in a futuristic, La futuristic Lagos, Nigeria. And there will also be Iwaju A Day Ahead, which will be a documentary special filmed across all three continents that shares the story of the founders of the Pan-African Entertainment Company, Kugali, who made their dream of reality, creating an original animation series with Walt Disney Animation Studios. There's going to be a whole original animation mm. series set in Nigeria and again, another like behind the scenes type of, of show as well of how they filmed it, which Disney does a lot for a lot of their shows of like the behind the scenes of how they filmed it. All right, on Disney Channel, we have Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur Season 2. <laughs> for Disney Junior, we have Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures, just a few new episodes. And for National Geographic, we have Arctic Ascent with Alex Harnold. Alex Honold embarks on an epic quest of unclimbed walls in one of the most remote corners of Greenland, a country on the front line of climate crisis. So it looks very interesting, especially if you're into like Arctic type of, you know, things. And then for shorts, a new Pixar short called Self. This is a new Pixar Spark short. is a story of a wooden doll's journey of self-discovery as she strives to fit in and blend in with her peers. I wonder what it's going to be because it looks very interesting. I can't tell if she is the only wooden like character in this and everyone else is human and she's just oh. like, it's like a Pinocchio type okay. situation. Pinocchio. So, or or if she like, they're all wooden. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I couldn't tell just from like the description and like the, the photo I saw of it. But again, it is a short, so it's probably going to be like what, three minutes long. So probably worth yeah. watching if you like to. All right. And then up for just a little bit of Disney news as well. So some of this Disney news is actually going to be in Disneyland. So up first in Disneyland, Disneyland has just announced a Halloween half marathon weekend, which is super exciting. So the half marathon weekend, it, they, I don't know the exact dates of it yet, but they're doing a full 5k, 10k half marathon. And then also they're calling it chills and thrills challenge, mm -hmm. which will be the half marathon and the 10k. Mm -hmm. so that's kind of exciting because Disneyland just had their first mar half marathon weekend a few weeks ago in mm -hmm. January. Okay. The first one back since COVID, before COVID as well, they also didn't have that many like running weekends. And Disneyland to this date has only ever had one marathon. They mm -hmm. only really do half marathons okay. over there. And I remember when I ran my marathon in Disney World, they said that there is only ever the one marathon in Disneyland. And there's only one person to this date, I said, there's only one person ever who has run every single Disney World marathon as well as the Disneyland marathon. Oh, wow. And he's the only one mm -hmm. who's done all of them, which is good for him because that is a lot of dedication, dedication to running the same to race over that. and over again. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but they're having another half marathon weekend, which is very exciting. So the way that race, so the reason why they're announcing this now is because the way that race calendars work is always from fall to spring. It's kind of like a school year calendar. So like, even though we're running in like 2024 now, this is still considered the 2023 race year because it's like mm -hmm. fall to spring, just the way it works mm -hmm. again, like a school year. So that's why they're announcing it now because in the next race calendar at the end of this year, even though it's technically this year, again, just the way races work, it's going to be this year. So that's very exciting because Disneyland is going to have a second, a second race weekend, which I feel like I was not expecting if I'm being yeah, honest. Maybe they'll start adding more. Yeah, I know they said logistically it is very difficult for California to plan these types of events because of the congestion in the area that they are in. Mm -hmm. One, it's hard for them to come up with the courses because the course really has to loop back on itself a lot. You really are contained to that little area of Disney California Adventure. Um, right, the, they don't the have the itself. land that Disney World has. They don't have the land. They don't have the transportation either for the people who are going to be coming in to also, you know, participate as well. So there's less people who can actually run these races if you think about it. So again, in Disney World, they have so 
many resorts. They have all these buses that can bus people into Epcot and everything. But part of the race is also in the parking lot. So, I mean, like you can't have everyone parking in the parking lot because that's part of your track and you have to have that fully closed off for safety purposes. Mm -hmm. So I know it's logistically much more difficult for them to plan these races in Disneyland, which is why I was just really surprised when they announced that it was going to be happening again. Because I was like, wow, look at that. Just, yeah, I just didn't see that coming from being honest. They didn't put the dates out though. I think they did put the dates out, but I- Every place I looked, I couldn't see a date. The Lunar New Year celebrations have started also in Disneyland. So the Lunar New Year Festival in Disney California Adventure has already started. It started on January, I think 23rd is when it started. So there's lots of stuff. There's booths, there's a whole parade, there's new food that they have. And they also have this really cute thing where you can spin a wheel and you get one of the animals on Chinese Zodiac and a sugar artist will create the animal for you. Although it looks like there's a dinosaur on this wheel and that is not part of the Chinese Zodiac. (laughs) So maybe it's just random animals. I'm not sure. There's also a phoenix too, which is also not part of the Chinese Zodiac. Okay, maybe they just added extra animals. Yeah, so maybe it's just, it's just a wheel of animals, guys. There's also a panda too now that I'm seeing. So sorry about that. There's just animals on this. Just animals, not the Chinese Zodiac. Yeah, I thought it was the Chinese Zodiac, but it's not now that I'm looking at the wheel at the moment. And yeah, and then the sugar artist will create that animal for you and then you get to eat it. It looks so cool, honestly, the way she does it. And she puts on a little stick for you and Mm. kind of just carry it around. So that is something new for this year. And then, oh my gosh, yeah, this is so cool. Like the photos. All right, it looks like there is a few different options you can get. Oh, it looks like you can also just ask her to create something as well. So you can get a rat, a butterfly, a panda, a dragon, a heart, a rabbit, a pig, a snake, and then also a phoenix. Mm. So I would definitely get the rat because I am the year of the rat. So Mm -hmm. I wish they would do that in Walt Disney World. I wish so bad. People have no idea how much I would love if they brought over the Lunar New Year. And they have the room and the things to to do it too. But again, a lot of people say it's because of the Festival of the Arts that they can't have two competing festivals going on in Epcot, which Mm. I get, like I I get it. But at Mm. the same time though, I just think it's such a shame that we just don't get the Lunar New Year celebrations. But that does make it special for Disney California Adventure Park. I mean, like if you think about it, they don't really have that much that is special to Disney California Adventure. Right, they don't have all those festivals. Even like Oogie Boogie Bash is in Disneyland. It's not in Disney California Adventure. So this is like the special thing for Disney California Adventure. So again, I get it, but it still makes me a little bit sad on the inside. (laughs) So also in some restaurant news in Disneyland. So for reference, Disneyland calls their area Downtown Disney. And then in Disney World, they call it Disney Springs. Mm -hmm. So when I refer to Downtown Disney, I am usually trying to refer to the one in California, but it is confusing because Disney Springs used to be called Downtown Disney. So sometimes I still call that Downtown Disney and have to reframe my mind that it's like, nope, that's why they they change the names because they have Downtown Disney and then Disney Springs. But there is going to be a brand new restaurant in Disney and in Downtown Disney. So it looks like they're going to have, we have a new concept art of Parkside Market, which will have four unique restaurants under one roof. So it looks like kind of, I don't know if it's going to be some kind of like cafeteria type setting. It looks like it's like straight up restaurants, not like any kind of cafeteria. Terminal kind of thing. Like, you know, like they sort of, that's what it looks like. Yeah. So if you've been to like Reading Terminal Market or Faneuil Hall or even down when you used to go down to Boston, uh, not Boston, Maryland, when they used to have the Maryland, when you used to go into Yeah, it looks like it's almost like like an indoor like market is what it looks like. So they have four, four confirmed restaurants so far. Soul Sister, which is serving Korean bibimbap. I'm so sorry. I think I'm saying that wrong. I am Chinese. I'm not Korean as if I speak Chinese because I don't. Sip and Sonder, which is serving lattes and Caribbean food. Gigi's Chicken Soup, which is serving chicken sandwiches and sides. And a second story bar. Literally, that's just what it says. A second story bar serving cocktails, mocktails, and appetizers. They also have announced that their Earl of Sandwich will be relocated to a two-story location where you can pick up like your food and a quick service, or you can also sit down at like the restaurant style mm-hmm. too of Earl of Sandwich. We have an Earl of Sandwich in Disney Springs as well. I've heard all, only positive things about it. People love we Earl of Sandwich. Once. They're also, again, they're like, a new look at three new restaurants coming to downtown Disney, Pesillo, Centrico, and Tiendita. Pesillo will serve upscale Mexican cuisine and cocktails in its upstairs dining room. Centrico will have similar offerings in a courtyard bar setting, and Tiendita will serve these flavors on the go with a quick service 
Paris Mexican street food. Mm. Again, lots of new stuff coming to downtown Disney, which is very exciting. So I'm excited to see this all come to fruition. I wonder where it's all going because I feel like that area was Yeah, I'm trying small. to think. I'm sitting here <laughs> saying to myself, okay, we've been there. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know if they're taking things down and then they're mm. going to rebuild. rebuild. I'm not really sure uh, how it's going to look, if I'm being honest. It's not like they have room to expand. Yeah, they really don't. So I'm kind of, I'm curious to see what it's going to look like because I can't picture it right now in my head in the mind's mm-hmm. eye. So again, I've only been there once though. All right. And our last little bit of Disney news. This is not a drill as Disney flu blog says, but beignets are coming to Magic Kingdom. This says the Disney announced it over 40 new treats for its Celebrate Soulfully 2024 lineup. And one of them will be beignets. This is only for a limited time. Hmm. But since they're so close to Tiana's Bayou Adventure, people are hoping that this is going to be made like a permanent thing once Tiana's Bayou Adventure yeah, sure. opens up. Wow, that would be cool. Yeah, they said they're going to have a golden oak outpost in Frontierland that I think will be serving maybe some New Orleans food. So mm-hmm. they definitely could do it. That would be quite the hit if that they put beignets the in that chicken. would be there every single time. <laughs> I'd be curious to see people stop going to Port Orleans because then they can just get their beignets There's and match beignets there. rather than going all the way over to Port Orleans to get their beignets. Yes. But all right, but these beignets are not going to be the classic beignets. There is going to be a mixed berry version coming to... Oh, sorry. There, there will be classic beignets in Magic Kingdom, but there's also going to be a mixed berry version coming to Scat Cat's Club with a classic strawberry sauce coming to Oh yeah, to they the always have some outpost. special one yeah. over there. At the so it looks like... Scat and there's Scat. lots of other stuff. I'm not going to read through this list because it mm-hmm. is a lot of food that's coming for the overall Celebrate Soulfully 2024. So this is celebrated usually in the month of February. So all month of February, this food is usually celebrated for like the Celebrate Soulfully. So in all of February, you should be able to get this food. Although sometimes the food opens and closes at random times. Like that, you know, the restaurant may not be ready. Right. Like for instance, Anti-Gravity's Galactic Goodies is going to have a banana foster shake. It may not start on February 1st, but within the month of February, they uh-huh. will have this banana foster shake for, you know, Celebrate Soulfully. But again, there is a whole list, lots and lots of food. I'm looking at it. Let, let me just pick out a few faves. I know, a cookie. I've seen a couple of pictures and they look good. Yeah, cookie butter ganache square at the ganache rain Disney Springs. There's a fried green tomato BLT at Pico's Bill Tall Tail Inn and Cafe. There's Tiana's Petite Cake at the Main Street Bakery and Plaza Restaurant. Chicken and Unduli Gumbo at Crystal Palace and Plaza Restaurant. You got to have your gumbo <laughs> if you're doing a soulfully celebration. So again, again, 40 new treats for this celebration mm. and will be super exciting when they come. Oh yeah, look at these photos of the beignets. They're online already. Look at those beignets. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'd be on first one online to get them. So I wonder if they're going to do like a little soft launch of the beignets in Magic Kingdom to see if they're successful. Can't yeah. imagine not going to be successful and then maybe do a full launch once Tiana's Bayou Adventure Bayou opens. But I think that would be really great and I think that would be quite the moneymaker. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you, it is probably not that expensive for them to make beignets, but they could probably charge a lot of money yes. for them if they want to in the parks. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine they can make some good money on that. <laughs> so, all right. And to our next segment, some Disney birthdays. There are actually quite a few Disney birthdays. So on February 7th, we have Ebenezer Scrooge. Happy huh. birthday to Ebenezer. I did not picture him as an Aquarius. So <laughs> I don't know why, but I was not picturing his birthday to be in February 7th, but happy birthday, Ebenezer Scrooge. It's also Yvonne Vanko's birthday, also on February 7th. This is a character from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have a short round on February 8th. This is the child from Indiana Jones. I think he's in one of like the later movies, but it's like the little Asian child named Short Round on February 8th. So happy birthday to him. And also two more shout outs. Disney California Adventure opened on February 8th and it will be 23 years old this year. Mm. So happy birthday to Disney California Adventure, 23 years old. Well, I know I mentioned this in the beginning of the podcast, but on February 10th, it is the Lunar New Year, the year of the dragon. So happy new year to everyone who's celebrate the Lunar New Year. All right. And that takes us to our final segment of the podcast, our Disney memory. So do you have a Disney memory for today's podcast? Disney memory. I've been thinking about that while you've been talking. I don't really have a memory of Chinese restaurant, except that when you were young, like I said, we walked in there and I remember them looking at you and you were a cute little thing and they were looking at it and they started talking in Chinese and we had to tell them, no, she doesn't speak Chinese. 
Yeah. They were enthralled with Group you. Group in America. <laughs> they loved you. The, 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 the hostess who sat us down was just enthralled with you. The waitress came over. She was busy talking to you. You were just, you know, and you were very social. So, you know, you were very, you know, looking at them and, and, and interacting with them. And I just remember that when we went, like I said, we used to order the, the chicken, the sweet and sour chicken with the sauce on the side. Because technically we used to tell you it was chicken fingers. Oh, yeah, because And it you was. Know, your kids didn't know the difference. It just had a different coating on it. But, mm-hmm. you know, and I just remember going in there. And we went in there on a regular basis usually when you were kids because it was a nice quiet place to sit down and it was a really it's nice place to be. It's also one of those things where it's like 20 years ago mm-hmm. there were not there was lots of options obviously to eat along the World mm-hmm. Showcase but also not I feel like as many options as there still are oh, today. Oh yeah now there's like, so instance, many. Like for instance like Vianopoli wasn't open yet you know no, like that didn't no. open until years you just later. just had Tutto and Tutto Italia was not very good when it, it first opened. It wasn't. It was a very different It menu. was very bad when it yeah. first opened. So that was not a place to go at yeah. that point. I mean it was very expensive it was not worth it it was just not good. It has got And I feel over. like back in the day too a lot of the restaurants used to be very authentic food to the mm-hmm. country like i remember we never ate in france because the french food was very yes. french food mm-hmm. and then over the years they kind of americanized well, the, like menus the german a little pavilion bit. too yeah so they started to americanize all the menus just mm-hmm. a little bit just so it'd be a bit more easier for mm-hmm. again people in america to eat this food since, right everybody you know, except they china. like it better so. <laughs> except <laughs> china, china and japan <laughs> well japan has that new restaurant opening up so it'll be yes. fun when yeah that restaurant opens yes. up and stuff but yeah it's just interesting when you think about that yeah. but yeah it'll just be very authentic so remember we never ate at the French restaurant and then when no. we got older they suddenly had this gourmet mac and cheese that was really good but they yes. didn't have that way back when no, they didn't have that know? way back so, when and even when you were younger that was not your type of macaroni and cheese yeah, to I don't eat. think it I was too heavy it, it was too, too, too adult yeah. for you to eat there so yeah so we didn't have that many choices and like I said when I'm thinking about memories my memories are that when you were kids we used to go to the Chinese restaurant we also used to try to do a lot of Chinese things because you are Chinese yeah. and as a child we tried to keep up that culture even now we still try to celebrate yeah, New Year together yeah, I do all the things you got to yes. clean before you wash your hair before because you're not supposed to wash your hair clean okay. the day of. I still send there's out the little, little red envelopes. Yeah, you there's know. lots of little things that you do on <laughs> mm-hmm. the Lunar New Year for good luck and for good mm-hmm. fortune that I still do to this day. Yes. So um, we still try to do that. When you were young, we used to try to do something every Lunar New Year. We'd go to a concert. We went to a Chinese concert. We've been to the museums where they have the you know the, the Lunar New Year exhibits. We've been to the Please Touch Museum in Philadelphia where they had the dragon. We've mm-hmm. been to Edison, New Jersey where they had the big Chinese yeah. parade. We did that in 20 degree weather. Yeah. I mean, so when I think about the, the China, the Nine Dragons Pavilion, it's just nice memories for me that we used to be able to go and sit down and have a nice meal as a family and enjoy it. Yeah, no, same. I, I remember that too. And I'll say too, if you go to that restaurant, I was going to bring my memory up is that upstairs, sometimes for these podcasts to find photos for the Instagram, mm-hmm. I don't have photos of things readily available, right? So I have to go look through our albums to mm-hmm. see, especially for Disney history. A lot of yes. this stuff from Disney history, I have no photos of. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a Disney history in the coming weeks. And I'm, I don't have a single photo of the Wonders of Life Pavilion. So I'm not sure what we're going to do about that. So we'll have to dig out of the archives for that one. But I found an old menu from the China Pavilion that had the waitress had written our names, mm-hmm. me and my brother's names, like Amanda and Luke in Chinese yeah, on I the menus. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we saved it. And I actually remember like, you know, anywhere in the China Pavilion, anywhere in any of the pavilions, honestly, you can go up to like, especially the kids cot area mm-hmm. and they will write your name in that language. And I think that's really fun to see, especially when I was growing up to see my name for the first time written in Chinese growing up in America. I thought that was awesome. And honestly, I've seen my name written differently every time. Every time. <laughs> Everybody has a different... Everyone writes a little bit differently. A different character means Amanda. I'm like, all right, go for it. I don't care. So I can't read this anyway. So, but I just think it is funny that every time someone writes my name, it is a little bit different. different. That's right. I saved the menu that time and put it in my book. Yeah, we still have them. Yeah. So no, I still have that. And I still have too, my mom, I remember when I was a kid, I really wanted, they still sell them now to this day, the parasols. Parasols. Like the paper parasols. It's not like an umbrella. It's like a true parasol. Parasol. So I picked the parasol on the outside is blue when it's closed. And on the inside, it was like a bright pink color. I loved pink when I was a kid. And on the parasol, 
parasol too she wrote my name in Chinese, Chinese on the parasol and I still have that that was like a very special souvenir I remember when my mom bought that for me she said like this wasn't to like be played with you know when you have kids you don't want them to ruin something expensive no, that, that was just, just to put out in your room and, <laughs> they're like yeah. you're not gonna play with this this is like you know a souvenir that's souvenir. gonna be like a display like decorative but I remember it's very exciting that I like got to pick the color of like which umbrella I wanted and I remember I really I loved pink when I was a kid so I wanted a pink umbrella and I was confused because when it was closed it was like blue on the outside mm-hmm. so I'm like this isn't what I wanted but I'm like oh when it's open it's pink <laughs> I still I'm glad I picked the colors I did because it looks very cute so but I do remember getting that parasol to mm-hmm. this day so all right thanks everyone for listening to this week's episode of the podcast make sure you give us a review on apple Podcasts, spotify or leave a comment down below if you are listening on youtube make sure you're following us on social media spaceship earth design and i will have a dedicated instagram post on spaceship earth design again we may be rebranding in the future so if we rebrand it's going to be linked in the description so just click on the link and you'll find the instagram but i will have a dedicated instagram post for this episode where you can let us know have you eaten at nine dragons what's your favorite dish what's your go-to dish are you going to eat it at now now that you've listened to this podcast do you think like maybe you don't eat there because like your kids don't really like asian food that much but you kind of wish the menu would be a bit more americanized so it could be updated a bit more let us know your thoughts we'd love to hear all of it so yeah and, and we'll see you all real soon